Hey everyone, how's it going? Matt Alpine Moon Games here. Very special episode. I have a very special guest, uh, my good friend Mitch. Um, today we're just going to be talking about a little bit of magic, um, open discussion, and then um, Mitch and I are both very big hockey fans, so we're going to talk about the NHL playoff race with the deadline coming up and everything like that. Uh, Mitch, uh, want to say hello? Yeah, hey everybody. Um, this is Mitch here. Um, good friend of Matt's as far back as I can remember about... God, probably well, 17 I mean, years. I mean, yeah, your mom was my preschool teacher. Yeah. So, um, Mitch, you've, uh, you know, you were kind of around for a little bit for the early days of Magic. Um, every once in a while when we'd play with, like, Gwyn or something like that, we'd sit around the table and you'd play. Uh, you weren't necessarily one of the pioneers of our group of playing <laughs> Magic, but for sure, um, you know, the early years, sophomore year of high school, junior year. Uh, what do you remember in the early days of playing Magic. And then, uh, just to keep it in reference, Mitch used my very powerful Selesnya deck, which I know I mentioned in episode one, so he definitely got a big advantage in terms of that. So, what do you think, Mitch? Um, yeah, you know, so back in the early days, it was really casual. Um, basically, I was going to a different school than Matt at the time. So, what would happen is, on the occasional weekend that we neither one of us had something going on um he would invite me over and we had a group of about three to five kids that would we would play with and um yeah so we'd have these giant matches going on and basically it was just uh it was a lot of building putting creatures out and building a giant army so that no one could attack each other and very passive movements in the beginning of the game so mm -hmm. these armies got overwhelming but the Celestia deck was really cool because for me, I wasn't really a person that was into Magic. I didn't own any Magic cards. I would basically just use all Matt and uh, Gwyn's decks. And so, basically, what we would, what I would do is just put out a couple of giant creatures. Uh, what was the worm that we Armada used? Worm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Armada, Armada Worm. worm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we used to put out a couple of Armada Worms there, um, built up some giant token armies, and basically would... Um, wait until everyone was kind of sick of playing and then we just swing out at each other at, with everything that we had yeah i think one of the best memories of playing on the like, the kitchen table in like those huge like four or five player battles was again we didn't attack each other um we were very passive and that would lead to games being like three hours long <laughs> but one of the things you could always count on was our friend bake who was kind of like in the same situation as mitch where uh he would he wouldn't buy his own cards, but he'd like use like our own decks and stuff like that. And he made a deck with mostly defenders, I yep. think. And it was the premise of it was Azoria. So uh, he detained a lot of people. You know, he would try to, you know, and then he would just play all these walls, wall frost, you know, fog bank and stuff like that. So it would be one of these things where it's like, oh, well, what are you gonna do? Attack Bake? It's like, well, he has his defenders, and then as soon as Bake got the opportunity, he would he would just totally turn on you, and it, it just always pissed us off that that was the kid to win, and, and nothing has really changed. Um, he would always sleep us, and sleep was a sorcery that was two and two blue that uh, it tapped all your creatures, and then didn't untap during your next untap step. You know, that was kind of like his trump card, which just pissed a lot of people off, yep. I think. But, yeah, the the kitchen table days were either really heated yep. or also very um, – it was a lot of fun. And then, you know, yeah. you just could, like that. You could also count consistently on uh, Bacon Gwyn having the rivalry going on where Gwyn would antagonize, 
antagonize us all to attack Bake. It'd just be like, guys, he's just going to build up this massive army. And then next thing you know, no one's listening to Gwyn like usual. And, um, <laughs> and Baker comes out with this massive army of squirrels that are just like one, one swingers. And he's like a hundred of them. Yeah. Uh, God bless the dodecahedron. Cause yeah. that would be a lot of dice. Oh yeah. It was just like one of these things. Um, Gwen and I being the most experienced players at the table. And then we have like our two friends over who weren't here to like start playing the game per se. And we'd give him, well, Mitch used Selesnia, so, like, he already, you know. There was a definite He was, oh, yeah, for sure. And then we basically just scrapped up some cards for Vake, threw them in a deck, and somehow it worked out for him. So, I mean, you know, it was was a really special time. Uh, I mean, again, Mitch and Vake would never, at the time, didn't buy at all. So And it was just, like, one of these things. I mean, obviously, like I said, I, I think in the friend group I was easily the one that, invested the most amount of money into playing magic and like i said uh what else was i supposed to spend my money on you know so uh it was just like one of these things that the fact that i don't i don't even know what my orzov deck maybe i don't i consider that one of my better decks and i'm losing against basically bakes defender deck that it's like half azorius and then just any other cards that matched colors i'd throw in there it was probably like a 100 card deck to be honest with you so you know you know, and then once, uh, again, I mentioned my friend Tim, who had the really good Gruel deck. Once we threw yeah. uh, my friend Tim and, and Steve into the mix, you know, oh, I think boy. we were around like six players at the table, and that's yeah. when things really got heated, for yeah. sure. There were definitely some very intense games, especially when it come down to like the last two players, because you could, um, at least at least from my memory, I could always, I always recall the times where it was me and Steve basically going at each other, and... Either that, or I'd take out Steve early in the game because I knew he was a good player, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to die at the end, leaving him around. So of course there was heated moments with that, where it's just like, well, why are you targeting me? It's well, you have the best deck, and you actually know how to play the game. Exactly. Yeah, so. it, one of those things we we were very it, it very uh, politics really were involved in our group. Oh, absolutely. Um, it was the, one of these things, yeah. The text messages that would get sent during the games, mm-hmm. just like, hey, by the way, swing at him, but don't let him know. It's like, yo, you're going to take care of Tim's Ruik Thar? Yeah. 6-6 six, six, Vigilance Reach. Oh, Garbage. God. But um, <laughs> I always remember one of these times, and I can't remember, Mitch, if you were there or not, when we were playing like a five-way around the table. Okay. And, you know, obviously if you're playing a five-way and you're not getting the land, you know, it's kind of annoying and you're open to be attacked. But like usually... Absolutely. If that happened to someone, we'd give them the benefit of the doubt. Yep. But I remember one time we were playing, and I think it was it was Tim didn't get any didn't get any land. Like was no no it was it was Steve that wasn't getting any land. Okay. And I remember Tim everything worked out perfectly for Tim. I think it was probably around like turn six. He already had like probably Ruikthar out there, like some other big gruel creature or something like that. Yeah. And Steve had like two land and nothing <laughs> going for him. Oh god. And Tim swung at Steve for like. 15 i, I think it. and it was it was like 10 i was but, like yeah. come on very aggressive it was so there. funny because like we never usually did that type of stuff but right, um, right for sure i i always remember that and i know gwen remembers it too it's just like one of these things like tim had everything going for him steve couldn't get any land and then tim just and like tim could have like spread out the attacks or yep. just not attacked at all and he swung at steve for 15 just complete, and then, completely uncalled it, for, but yeah. actually following how the games I think, go. I think, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, and I kind of, I think now playing, it's like whenever 
someone's open to an attack, I'm going to do it, you yeah. know. But, exactly. yeah, very passive play. And I'm pretty sure Steve just conceded after uh, that. And I would have done the same thing. There, there were a lot of times where people conceded throughout our games because, A, they would get bored. B, they weren't drawing what they wanted to draw. Or C, we knew yeah. we knew it didn't matter. So it was the classic kind of like, thing, The classic thing in our friend group would be to concede <laughs> would be to concede before the person beats you so yeah. you couldn't give them the satisfaction and sometimes that happens now yeah uh, a little more rarely but. It, you know and you know our friend our friend Paige, who is relatively new but equally into the game as much as like the veterans of our friend group have been absolutely um, this past break we were playing and Paige made a narset deck and i any of you somewhat competitive commander players out there um, can kind of imagine how a Narset deck's going to go. Um, you know, we're talking casting a billion spells per turn. It takes like 20 minutes. Oh, God. And I remember, I think, it got to the tipping point with our friend Gwyn. <laughs> oh, and, and, and I got to hand it to you. It was a good deck. You got to appreciate a good combo. Yeah, I mean, I have yeah. I have the great combo right in front of me right now where it's a Narset, casting Omniscience, and then Enter the Infinite, casting the entire library, and then Grape Shot for 100, essentially. So... Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that kind of happened during our our past winter break. You know, Paige would be doing some combo, and then Gwen knows he was gonna die. Yep. So he just conceded before Paige finished his turn. So oh, that was that was a brutal. Is it poor break. sportsmanship or is it whatever you want to call it? Just not giving your opponent the satisfaction. We'll let the viewers <laughs> decide. But yeah. um, you know, as time has moved on, um, obviously it was almost every weekend that we were available. We played, yeah. um, and then it wasn't until junior year of college where mitch really dipped his toes into the game mitch what do you uh you want to talk about it yeah so i i I just transferred um from my old school to the same school as matt um my roommate actually was a friend of matt's um just very casual friends Mm -hmm. and uh it was just a random selection but uh ryan got really into the game and still continues to be extremely into the game um very very devoted magic player yeah i'd say so and um so basically what happened was I, I was looking for a uh, common ground and so I'd played magic before. I really liked the idea of dinosaurs with the Ixalan oh, yeah. deck. Ixalan block. Yeah. That was your first like one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's where I really dove in and you know, the cards were somewhat cheap at the time and yeah. I was able to, to get in there and build some decks and um, really have some fun. I think we went to Mr. Cards and Comics just about oh, yeah. every Monday yeah. and bought like what was it five six oh yeah they had, they had great and yeah and then that's one thing i want to add um and uh, that'll be probably in a later episode once i get there once i got to college um you know i wasn't trying to buy my magic cards at like a target or right. walmart per se right. and you know just finding people new like at college like I, I don't know like i don't know anyone like we have a gaming club and like i know some people play magic at john carroll I haven't seen it. Like I, I, I was saying, like I could have sworn when I was looking at colleges, every college tour I went on, there was yeah. some group of people playing Magic. Right. And then at John Carroll, that doesn't doesn't seem to be the case. But um, it was really nice that we found uh, Mr. Cards and Comics because it's yeah. just like a small like. I'm not. I mean, yeah, it's like a local business. You know, yeah. your local game store, and like they sell stuff like. At pretty a, like pretty a, I don't know how they make money. I mean, Very they do. Yeah, rate, I was yeah. gonna say. I mean, three packs of the current sets only like. Or like a pack of the current sets only like three dollars. That's awesome. I mean, like, I think I think it's Smitty's. They're like with the norm. I think it's like 
375. Yeah. I think, but like that's normal, you know right. what I'm saying? So I it's just it's just like a nice the the owner is just a great guy. Oh yeah, and super stuff like helpful, that. Mm-hmm. very friendly person. Yeah. So I mean that definitely helped. But yeah, um yeah, Mitch's roommate uh he was he was really good at magic and but like he was and I again strictly casual here. Yeah. You know, I I would take like my really good mono white deck and like I mentioned that was like the deck that had like seven planeswalkers in it, just half yep. mythics. And right. it was good for the friend group. Right. Like exactly. really good for the friend group. Absolutely. And I, I, I remember beating Ryan's competitive decks with it maybe a couple times. A couple too. a nice handful, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Um but it was like one of these things, it's like I have like what two one drops in that deck, maybe. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know, it's a deck that's good for like the three four way battles with your friend group. But right. when Mitch's friend is playing a Tron deck, like what yeah. are you supposed to do? You're kind of SOL when there. he plays an Ulamog on turn three. I just don't really know. <laughs> I mean, I could swords the plowshare it if I had one in my hand, but right. you know, it's like one of these things where. And then you got into the whole oh, like what's what's allowed competitively because that sort of plowshare isn't allowed in competition no actually it is i yeah it is i i i don't know i i remember that looking at uh, that up when ryan said it yeah um i don't think it's banned in any format that we play so i mean again we didn't really take bans on cards seriously but actually we kind of do in terms of commander because i'm not gonna be no i'm not gonna let one of my friends use an emberkull for their planes well or for their commander because right no, I mean, we like to have fun here, so yeah. <laughs> you know. But yeah, no. Mitch's friend made a lot of he. He was in the modern, and like I yeah. like I've said in previous episodes, we we That's don't t- our, our friend yeah. group doesn't touch modern. No. Um. Again, I I'm sure if I didn't spend a lot of money on packs and stuff like that, I could have easily made a pretty good modern deck. Absolutely. But it's like one of these things. Ryan's using, like, again, like a tr- like a modern Tron deck or yeah. whatever else he made, like the. I think he used Burn deck. At yeah, one he point had a and... oh uh, the the Scape Shift with yeah. the Valcat Molten Pinnacle. That I actually like that deck. When yeah. he let me use that, I I really like that deck. But it was a very cool concept. And then you know I'm going up against it with my mono white essentially singleton deck. Yeah. With just like every mythic that's white I have thrown in there. You know. Right. So. Yeah, I got a hand around. I mean, he made me get a little bit more competitive in it. Um, Absolutely. And we played a lot of Magic. I, I think year. we played just about every other day, if not every day. Yeah, yeah, it, it was great. It was, it was a lot of fun. Hey, yeah, it was the most Magic I've probably played since I got in. Like you know, in one like time frame. Right. Uh, now, the, I mean, academically, the grades definitely showed <laughs> that I was I was playing Magic um, yeah. a lot more than hitting the books. But I mean, yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't take it back. No, I wouldn't take it back at all. Now you mentioned, and I, I clearly remember, um, you know, your first set that like you actually started buying was yeah. Ixalan. Uh, yeah. What were your thoughts on Ixalan, and um, you know, we'll carry on to Rivals. You know, as far as I was concerned, I, I like we've talked about before. I'm a very casual player. Yeah. I'm not really someone who's in it to build like the best deck or anything like sure. that. I thought there were um, ample tools to build specific tribal decks which i i personally really like i like uh my merfolk deck i like my dinosaur deck um and i thought that that was a really cool concept i think it was uh, a little bit more limited of a set and it didn't really have much play as soon as you started integrating yep. other other sets into it but as far as like what's what's the format where it's only the current standard standard mm-hmm. so as far as like a standard set goes um if it was just ixalan you know I, I really wouldn't mind it um but as soon as i started playing like ryan's decks and ryan was obviously my roommate so i, I spent a little more time playing magic with him mm-hmm. rather than matt especially at the beginning so 
you know, I, I was just getting steamrolled by everything because, like, it wasn't a super powerful set at all. Yeah. But, like, I thought it had really cool cards. I like the artwork. I like some of the abilities that they had. Mm-hmm. So, for me, it wasn't bad. But overall, I'd say it's 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 a half and half deck. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of similar to when I started playing during Ravnica and you had, like, the clan and color associations. I think just yeah. helping, you know, the vampires in Nixon were black and white. Dinosaurs right. were green, white, and red. Yep. Merfolk were blue and green. Yep. And then... Um, yeah, so it kind of helped to know like what went with what, and then obviously right. I, again from a casual standpoint, you know, if you're gonna make a vampire deck, it's black and white. Right. Um, but I yeah, I I liked Ixalan, but like the more I think about it, like and look back on it, I didn't love it. No. Um. Again, there was I made a vampire deck, and again, casual standpoint, wasn't bad. No, it wasn't, wasn't terrible. Bad. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, we had very competitive games. Yeah. When we were um, just using our standard. And games. you and I split a booster box of Ixalan. And I'm going to be honest, yeah. that was probably the worst booster box I've, I've yeah. ever opened. Um, I think there's three Mythics and none of them yeah, I think were, again, and I'm not I'm not speaking from financial, but I mean, it would have helped. Right. You know, but, I, God, what were the Mythics in that? Well, I got that one land, the holographic land that I was able to sell back in that was a uh, that was iconic masters yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i know right. the yeah mitch got a foil horizon canopy in his uh, iconic masters box so yay for him yeah um but no uh, yeah i'm trying to think what was that it was that one access mortality that enchantment that you can change the life totals with a player oh yeah like yeah, yeah. that was good for my com- uh, or my vampire deck but like it's like there's mythic dinosaurs and there's yeah. like you know all these other things in the set i can't even i think maybe you only got two mythics there was a mythic that you were looking for that was either a vampire or yeah like, vona i ended yeah. up buying a, uh i ended up buying a single of her and then i actually got one another one of her in a pack down the road yeah but yeah i just remember that ixalan box just being a complete dud yeah that um, was a letdown for both i mean we did the whole drafting yeah i mean so we got which was, which was fun it, it, it and that's what you're supposed afternoon. to do yeah it made mm-hmm. an afternoon for us for which sure was great um but fast forward i remember when rivals came out i think we were just kind of over yeah Ixalan at that point when rivals came out and i actually i actually found out um from a youtuber and any any of you who are listening that know rudy from elf investments great youtube channel um kind of talks about magic from an economic and financial standpoint it's really good i found out that rivals is out of print already really like they stopped printing rivals already and it's, wow. it hasn't even been a year and i they were talking about that hasn't happened like that early since dragon's maze but i apparently hour of devastation too was okay. uh, out of print early but like yeah we didn't like rivals no i was kind of over the whole like I, I still was into the whole dinosaur thing and that kind of stuff but i mean we kind of we kind of exhausted it we by did that point. yeah I, I i totally agree that was i don't know if that was us just going a little too hard with buying the cards yeah. and that kind of stuff or if it was just like the set itself i think mm-hmm. i think it was a good combination of both yeah i uh I think I got the only like money card of rivals, and it was it was that Marifol Kumena. Yeah, did yeah, I, yeah. I I traded that yeah, to you? you? Traded yeah, that to yeah, me. yeah, yeah. And, and like, my and, and my money card. I mean, I think it was eighteen, but then yeah. like a couple months later, it was it was yeah. yeah you know what I'm saying? Like done. yeah, and like that was kind of it. Yeah. I don't remember a lot of cards and rivals being like. I don't think we bought that. Oh, much oh, actually, rivals. the two uh, and Linda the Dusk Rose, that one vampire was good, oh, yeah, and then. Yeah. I don't remember price wise. I don't remember how she did. Um, was it Twilight Prophet? Another vampire. I can't remember what yeah. she does at the moment. But yeah, other than that, there was nothing much. I didn't. Yeah. I think I got the fat pack for rivals, and then that yeah. was it. I, I didn't. I think that's. It was just kind of like oh, like oh, I got Angraf in my fat pack. That planeswalker. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. the Minotaur guy. I like him. Yeah. So and then 
there was that, that new Hawatley too. Did you get the new yeah, Hawatley? Yeah, I, I got the new Okay, Hawatley. yeah, yeah. And I know yeah. Gwen got one too, so. Yep, that's in my Yeah, list. you know, they were just, it, we exhausted. Yeah. Ixalan, I think, heavily. So, you know. Well, I think you can only do so much with, like, a tribal mm-hmm, set. For sure. Like, really, really, as soon as, like, one set's done, we're kind of like, all yeah. right, well, what's next? Yeah, and I'm trying to think. When Ixalan came out, what rotated out of standard? I believe it was the Shadows over Innistrad block, which I, I think you loved were right. that set. Yeah. And then with Guilds coming out, I, I'm so off on the rotation schedule because um, I feel like it's always like kind of changing. I think when Guilds of Ravnica came out in September, I think that was it for Kaladesh, which I'll get to the Kaladesh episode soon. But um, yeah, you know, that was kind of it. I, yeah. I just... And then following... Ixalan was, let's see, Corset 2019 came out this past summer. Yep. And I liked Corset 2019 from a casual standpoint. I know right. financially and just competitively it was kind of a dud. That seems to be the general consensus Okay. anyways. So, you know, yeah. And then, yeah. So Ixalan, and then, yeah. And then, like you said, Mitch actually got an Iconic Masters box. And I remember... It was, it was a pretty good box. Yeah, yeah uh, I, actually, was, I actually got pretty lucky with um, that. Yeah, he got a foil Horizon Canopy, which you sold back. I think I got buy a it. normal Horizon Canopy as well. Yeah, I think you did. So, And, and then, I, I, if I remember correctly, you got an... No, you didn't get an Elish Norn, but you no. got a Jinkataxias. Yes, I did. Um, Was it Vorniclix, the, the Green Praetor? Yeah, yeah. And I got then the, Urbask, the red one. Yep. And then... I think those were the three yeah. Praetors that I got. Yeah. Because so, that, that was pretty much what I was going for was all the sure. Praetors. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and Elish Norton obviously would have been spectacular. Insane. But Jane, yeah. I mean, they're all pretty good. Yeah, um, I, I was a fan. And really, I integrated it so I had um, a red, green, blue deck just so I could yeah. use all the mm-hmm. Praetors. And they ended up uh, they ended up working pretty well just in our casual play but, because I was able to get the Green Praetor to, um, you know, really pump out land and that put out Jinkataxian. And, yeah. It worked. I, yeah, yeah I for sure. I remember. Work. Yeah. And I remember you had, you bought a, yeah, even, you know, starting in Ixalan, I remember you bought a decent amount of Theros as well. Um, yeah, that's, that, that probably, as far as the sets that I bought, I think that's my favorite set. Yeah. And then, I mean, obviously, and I warned you, and this will be coming in probably next week's episode about Born, Born of the Gods and yeah. Journey to the Knicks. And I'm just going to, just foreshadowing the episode, I or that episode, uh, I really enjoyed Theros. I love the Greek stuff but yep. they kind of ruined it yeah with born of the gods and journey into next yeah. just two very <laughs> very mediocre sets yeah but i did like theros and then yeah. i again it was cool i thought the gods were cool and elspeth that elspeth in that set was yeah um probably one of the better planeswalkers that like we've been able to uh like have a good chance of getting absolutely i mean, obvi- I mean there's definitely Good planeswalkers. I believe in my time of buying Theros, I pulled two Elspeths, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, they're. I mean, they're in two separate decks, and yeah. they work phenomenally. Yeah, I know my Elspeths in my Mountain White deck, yep. along with uh, Elspeth Tyrell, the, the planeswalker that the Elspeth iteration that's from Scars of Mirrodin. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, like I said, that Mountain White has like two different Elspeths in it, like it's three different Gideons. Deck. There's an Johnny or two thrown in there, so you know. Really great for our casual play because it, it, it makes it very exciting and as soon it's it's the same as your mono black deck because oh yeah 
Yeah. I mean, it may take a while to get going, yeah, but at the exactly. same time, yeah, we we don't we don't play short term games. I I think we use the games a lot as like a way to just hang out. Totally. So mm-hmm. having those hour yeah. hour and a half games really aren't too frustrating for us because we're talking the entire time we're yeah. hanging out. It's it's a bunch of our friends from middle school that we're still able to hang out with and find like a common ground where we can all mm-hmm. we can all be still friends with each other and hang out consistently. Yeah, it's just really nice that like it's kind of um. I'm not going to say, well, yeah, I guess the uh, kind of took off in our friend group per se. Yeah. Um, now that, you know, Paige is really into it now too. Absolutely. Just adds to the circle, you know, and um, I got spits into it yeah, for a while, right. but you know, it was, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, we're going to change gears here. Um, and Mitch and I are two very huge hockey fans. Um, Absolutely. Mitch is a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. Yep. Um, maybe unpopular among <laughs> listeners. <laughs> And stuff like that. But I'll say this. At least he's not a Blackhawks fan. I can't. Oh, God. You know. Not like my but, sister. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know how it is. But, um, and I'm a Dallas Stars fan. So, I mean, if people who are listening even know they exist, <laughs> you know, it's it's fine. We've just been really inconsistent for the past 15 years. So, yeah, yeah. you know how it is. But with the NHL, I think there's probably I think there's less than 30 games left. I think there's like 27 or 28 now. Right around there probably. Yeah. Um the playoff race is just I mean pretty... from the east, I've got Tampa. Yeah. Just I I just don't think they're going to I don't think you can argue against that. I think that. this is definitely Tampa's year. I mean, I thought it was Tampa's year last year. Yeah. But I mean, I just look at their roster and I like, I know they're probably they're going to be hitting like cap hell soon like the blackhawks because point needs a contract um you know stamkos is signed now but then kucherov signed now i believe vasilevsky might be needing one yes i believe i believe you're right yeah Yeah. so i mean you got to pay their i mean um we saw austin matthews get signed yep um Um, great contract honestly i I mean you gotta do totally worth the money i think Um, he's a he's a staple franchise player now do you think they're gonna be able to keep marner I think that's going to be really tough. I think I think Marner's if he wants to win, and he's really looking for a cup and is ready to develop with the team as they progress. I mean, they pulled in a huge talent with Johnny Taze. They still have or Johnny Tavares, my bad. Um, but they still have a lot of room to make up on defense. Um, they've kind of fallen back into the whole thing where they they can't keep the puck out of their net. Exactly. And luckily they have a high scoring offense, so they're able to offset that. But I, I think Marner's going to have to take a hometown deal and be really uh, committed to yeah. Toronto if they're, they have hopes of signing. Him. Yeah. I can't remember the numbers after the Matthews contract kicks in. I, um, in terms of cap space, I'm not sure. Um, it's not much. Yeah. Um, you know, but I think I'm not going to count out Toronto, but I mean, the East, I mean, is a little bit more, I mean, by a little bit more clear, I mean, it's not, like, that much clear, but, like, in right. terms of, like, the West is a mess right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is, I mean, because anyone, it's funny, because anyone still, I mean, the Kings are only five points out. That's insane. And they're last. And They've you know, had such a terrible season, too, really. Yeah. It's really funny, because they signed Ilya Kovalchuk. I mean, that hasn't really worked out for him. And now, like... They're already waving the no-move clause. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Yeah, it's just... It's like when, you know... I can't believe it now that St. Louis is back in a playoff spot. I know. Um, That's insane. You know, luckily for my Dallas Stars, you know, they've kind of figured things out here in the past couple of weeks. They got an overtime loss to Nashville last night. But, I mean, like I was saying earlier, um, before the show started, they took five out of six points in Nashville this year. So, like, 
Very solid. I'll take that. I'll take that point. It was just kind of like one of those things. And if anyone is, you know, a hockey fan that has looked at the highlights, I don't know if you saw like Nashville's first goal of the game. It was like a shot from the point, like got like deflected. It like went off like Craig Smith's back, who was like behind the net, and then like off the back of Kadobin and went in. I'm like, like I'm watching. It, I'm like, it's one. That's a very star thing uh, to happen. Yeah, it's tr- it feels like it. So I mean, <laughs> you know. And then they, I, I'm trying to think. Uh, Haskinen tied it up in the third. It was one one, and then uh, Ardvidsson made it two one with 11 minutes left. But the Stars, and I, I like this recently. Were like answered like I think a minute forty later. That's awesome. Taylor Fadoon, who was like a waiver pickup from Buffalo, or we gave him like a seventh round pick, has actually kind of stepped in and filled in because I mean the Stars are without Steve have been out without Stephen Johns this entire season for concussion issues. Mark Mathot only played like two games again this year. It feels like right. so I mean for a little bit there in the season the Stars had to rely on like AHLers and on defense and I, it's like one of these weird things that the Stars are. I think their goaltending is second or Bishop's like second in the league in really? save percentage, only behind Robin Leonard, which has been a really nice story. Awesome. Um, but it's like one of these things the Stars finally have consistent defense and goaltending, and now the offense is like dried up this year. I think they're 27th in the league really? or 29th or something in that range of goals scored, which it just really pisses me off. Yeah. But I mean, it's hard to put together an entire team though. So yeah. like as the two the two factors, I mean, keeping the puck out of the net is a huge uh huge advantage if you can if you can pull it off. Mm-hmm. So. Now, let's just talk about for the teams that are in like the wild card right now. I'm not going to go over the top 3. Um, but let's just talk about teams in the hunt right now. Minnesota is in the first wild card with 57 points. Yeah. St. Louis is in the second wild card. With 55 points. Um, who do you think... I mean, and Vancouver has 55. So let's right. talk uh, the teams that are technically out of it as of now. Is Vancouver getting in? You know, Vancouver's got a really um, solid young team. Mm-hmm. And with the Blues kind of sketchy history um, this past season, you know, I, I wouldn't put it past them to have a fallback week or something like that. So I think that's going to be a very tight race for the... Uh, for the second wild card position, and I think Vancouver has a good opportunity to do that, especially if they can really string together a couple of big wins mm-hmm. um, and really close it out towards the end of the season. I, th- I think they have an opportunity yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and then with prospect goalie prospect highly touted Thatcher Demko mm-hmm. knocking on the door to take the goalie spot. Um, you know, I it's it's coming together for Vancouver. Yeah, for sure. I think it's been a long process, but mm-hmm. it's finally starting. Yeah. Um, next Colorado, 22, 22 and nine, 53 yeah. points, two points out of it. A team that started off pretty well with that Landeskog, McKinnon and Ranton in line. Right. It's kind of fallen off a bit. And I didn't know this. I totally, I totally forgot that Phil Grubauer has been over, was traded over there and I, he's not yeah. having a good year. No, he's, he's like not. below, uh, I think 900 in the save percentage. Really? And then, you know, Semyon Varlamov is... Semyon Varlamov, yeah, inconsistent, but can steal a game and stuff yeah. like that. Are they getting in? Uh, you know, I think again, it goes. It, it's kind of similar to Toronto, where they they have this very powerful offensive line that they kind of touted in the beginning of the year, but has since kind of fallen off. So, you know, it, it's kind of a question of just morale and who who really wants it on their team because at this point, yeah, if they really put it together, they can they can string some. Um, stringing along some success that we saw in the beginning of the mm-hmm. season, but I think I think complacency might have set in, and maybe um, for sure. 
Yeah. I think they're still ahead of schedule yeah. um, in terms of like what they're trying to do. Again, I mean, they have like the best, arguably the best top line in the NHL. Absolutely. But like that's kind of it in terms yeah. of scoring. So, you know, that's that's a problem with the depth in the um, teams. I, I, I don't even want to. The Oilers. The Oilers are. I mean, mess. they're two points out. I mean, go figure. You know what I'm saying? But like. I mean, they're. I, I'm really sick of this team. Did, did you see the fan throw the uh, jersey yep. onto the ice? Yep. Oh, what a when mess. When Jeremy Roenick, did you see Jeremy Roenick's rant about this team like a couple weeks ago? Uh, like, I think I did, but yeah. I, I don't. No, he exactly. was just basically saying like, I can't believe like this is an NHL team. Yeah, basically, it's a it's a mess. It, it's I, you have the best player in the NHL, and you can't really. And that's not good for the NHL. The fact that McDavid has only been to the playoffs once. I mean, the season's not over, but like right. you know, if you kind of think about it. He's only been in the if assuming they don't make it this year. He's only been to the playoffs once in his four years. I mean, that's right. not like good for no. the NHL. Absolutely, you know what I'm not. saying? So, Ugh. I don't think they're getting in. I, I don't think so either. I think I think they're a hot mess. I think yeah. they've got a bunch of they got to find talent. a GM that can write the ship. Yeah. Um, Shirley was a disaster. We, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you don't you don't trade Taylor Hall for. What was that last move that he made? The signing their their goalie. Oh, was it? Koskinen. Too. Yeah. Un, yeah, just an un, unprecedented deal, yeah. and then gets fired the next day. Yeah, yeah, terrible. Um, Blackhawks again, fifty three points, only two points out. Um, I don't know. I if they make it, I'm not going to be surprised. It's just yeah. the Blackhawks. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm definitely going to be rooting against them. Yeah, the yep. entire time. Yeah, very biased towards Blackhawks. Yeah, yeah um, not a big fan. Definitely jealousy because they've been good, but at the same time, I just I, mm, yeah. yeah. There's some individuals on that team who I am not a fan of. So. Yeah. Uh, Arizona's. Not, I don't think is getting in. 23, 26, and five. I think they're an interesting team. They are. Though, I, I would for agree. Sure. I would agree with you. I never realized. In, I never realized how many injuries like they actually have. It's insane. It it's, seems like it's an endless cycle. Yeah. So, got to give them credit though. I mean, yeah. they're they're tough. I mean, the Stars barely beat them last. Uh, was it Monday? I believe so. Well, despite, and they were tough. Yeah. And, like the, the Stars shouldn't have won that game, but they did. Coyote. The Coyotes just lost their cool for like. A minute thirty, and then allowed the stars to score three goals. I think they shoot themselves in the foot in a lot of their yeah. games because there's a lot of really good games that I've seen them play, mm-hmm. but they they can just never finish. Yep. Um. Next up, Anaheim. I've I've had it with this team. Yeah. I. What is it? Eighteen of nineteen. I'm they've done. lost. I don't know how Randy Carlisle hasn't been fired yet. Yeah. Um. But they're not just, made. eighteen it, of nineteen. Yeah. It's just not good right now. And then I don't think the Kings are making it. So I mean, they've 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 just been a mess the entire mm-hmm. season. I. I can't see how they would. So, that's kind of the West. I mean, the East is a little bit more clear, but again, it's definitely not over with at all. Yeah. So, let's just kind of choose who you got this year, overall winning it. It's still overall, very early. Overall winning it? Well, yeah, who you have in the final from the East and the West? From the final, you know, I think in the West, I really like Winnipeg. I think they're mm-hmm. a really strong Same. team. I really like uh, Shifley. I really... You know, all together, I think that team's very yep. solid. We'll I agree. see if they can string it together. Plus, their home ice advantage is insane. Oh. I think probably one of the best playoff series is Nashville versus yeah, Winnipeg. The White Because the home two games is, yeah. are insane. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Um, but as far as the East goes, I don't think the Caps are going to have a repeat season. I know nah. they're trying really hard to get there. Yeah, they've struggled but, as of late, too. Yeah, um, they have. But, yeah. But I mean, with the Islanders having that Stan- <laughs> hot Stanley Cup coach Barry Trotz, yeah. you know that's that's a them. pretty solid thing. I don't think they're going to make it all the way to the cup. No. I think it's going to be Tampa Bay. Yep. But I think it's going to be a tight race there. I think there's definitely some there. There's going to be some bumps in the road for Tampa Bay because they're a team that always seems to have the opportunity to make it there and win. Yeah, last and year just, I thought they 
had a chance. Yeah, they I, did. And I the think Capitals they, beat them in seven. Yeah, the I think they finals. kind. Of, I think they kind of flop when it comes down to playoff time. So we're mm-hmm. gonna we're gonna have to just wait and yep. see if they they're able to string together yeah. a successful playoff run. I like. I always like for hockey choosing a dark horse, but I I I, I think Tampa's gonna be the East. Yeah, and then I mean. I'm not counting out Toronto at all, no, for sure. I, I think they they have a lot of potential. From the West, I, I think I was going to say Winnipeg, too, but I don't know. Um, I kind of like the Sharks and uh, the Flames. I mean, yeah, the Flames I like Calgary a lot. Um, That's yeah. a team I enjoy just watching play. Like, if I don't, if Penguins aren't playing one mm-hmm. night and Calgary is, that's, that's yeah, a team I'm going to watch. I, I'm not counting out Nashville, either. That's the thing. So but, I mean... It goes back to the home ice. I think I think, uh, I think I'm going to do Nashville against the Lightning, and yeah. I, I think the Lightning are going to end up winning. Yeah. But I mean, the NHL is just so unpredictable that anything can really happen. It really can't is. count out Vegas either. I mean, <laughs> if Vegas makes it back again, that's going to be yeah. just a mess. I mean, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I think that's just about all the time we have today. Mitch, I want to say thank you for stopping on by and (laughs) being part of the podcast today. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. And then uh, just thanks for everyone for listening. Uh, This has been Matt and Mitch with Alpine Moon Games. Uh, And we'll, uh, we'll catch you guys next week.